Well, Happy New Year. Everybody ready for 2023? Okay, ready or not. <laughs> it is coming, and in some places in the world, it's already there. So um, it is good to be together to uh, close out another calendar year. We have so many different ways that we mark time. We, uh, many of you keep a calendar. How many of you still keep a paper calendar? Yeah, look at that. What's up? How many on your phone electronically? Yep, a handful. How many of you will not be bound by a calendar? You have been set free. There's some honest folks in the room. That's great. A number of years ago, I moved from the paper calendar to an electronic one, not because I am tech savvy, but because I wanted the chance at the end of the year uh, on my phone to look back at all of the conversations and appointments that I've had with people. And it's incredibly, um, it's like sitting at a feast and realizing how much love and joy and peace and hope that we've experienced in this past year. And looking through the calendar, there have also been many moments Deaths that have taken place of members of our community far too soon. Some of those, as I looked back through the calendar, I would have bet you money it's been a few years, but it's only been a few months. And so I hope that over the next couple of hours and maybe sometime tomorrow, you'll have a chance to just mark time. That as we turn the page on a new calendar or you flip up on your screen to a new calendar, it would just be a, a moment to, to pause and to reflect. And so tonight, that's, uh, that's what the message is about. We have so many different ways to mark time. We celebrate birthdays. It's an opportunity at uh, each belly button birthday to look back and to say, you know, these are all the things that I have learned over the past year. It's a chance to... Um, <laughs> If you're like me and our family, um, the best birthday cakes come from a Betty Crocker box, you know, <laughs> with that little can of icing. My mom knows each one of us in our family what cake we like the best. And you sing off-key, happy birthday to you. It's so simple, and yet it marks this moment in which we have been gifted with a new year of life. In this community, we celebrate, a lot of times from this microphone, we celebrate sobriety birthdays, a chance to say that over the last 10 days or 10 years, over the last several months, that we have stayed the course. And at times when we realized that our car, our life, was pointed towards the ditch, we reached out to someone and said, I, I need to work the steps or I need to have an honest conversation. We mark anniversaries and relationships, a chance to do goo-goo gaga over when love was young and creative and sometimes to just celebrate together that you made it through the rough patch. Because sometimes those rough patches and relationships, they last years. And so that annual anniversary is a time to begin again, to set our intentions and that's kind of what I have begun to do in life, is to set an intention rather than a resolution. The perfectionist in me, if I set resolutions, um, 
I just become discouraged when I break them on like January 4th. (laughs) But to set an intention is uh, to be able to say, this is going to be kind of how I want to steer my life in this year. And when it begins to get off course, I can turn back to God and say, God, this was the prayer that we made together. And to set that intention. Tonight, um, we're going to have two people read from Isaiah chapter 43. Uh, We looked at the book of Isaiah during the month of December as we were preparing for the miracle of God with us. And the book of Isaiah, as Amanda taught, is uh, a book where the prophet is staging an intervention with the people of God. And it's not exactly, in some regards, a successful intervention in the moment. They don't choose to turn back to God. They don't choose to surrender their lives. They keep on this pathway of thinking that they can have control and power. And so the book of Isaiah, we have read a lot of the hopeful parts of the book of Isaiah, but there are some really tough parts that name the reality of the struggle of life. We get to the second half of Isaiah after the people are already in exile, after they have already lost so much, and they are sitting, I would like to imagine, maybe not at the end of a calendar year, but at the end of this season of life, and they are saying, what hope is there? And while things for the people of God in the book of Isaiah weren't going to change overnight, and they won't for us either, This message from Isaiah, I think, lands for us an important place tonight to once again hear our name as God's beloved, to hear God say, I'm going to do a new thing. Open your eyes. Behold it. Forget what is in the past, but look towards what is ahead. And so Amber and Edward are going to read the passage tonight. If y'all will come forward at this time, give this encouragement as they come. I'm an alcoholic. Isaiah 43, verse 1 through 3. But now says the Lord, the one who created you, Jacob, the one who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When through the rivers, they won't sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you won't be scorched and flame won't burn you. I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Hi, I'm Edward. I'm in recovery. <clears throat> Isaiah, I'm reading from Isaiah 43, 15 through 19. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's creator, your king. The Lord says, who makes a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, who brings out chariot and horse, army and battalion. They will lie down together and will not rise. They will be extinguished, extinguished like a wick. Don't remember the prior things. Don't ponder ancient history. Look, I'm doing a new thing. Now it sprouts up. Don't you recognize it? I'm making the way in the desert, paths in the wilderness. Thank you. So I said there are many ways that we mark 
time and as we get ready to turn the page on a new calendar, we live in a time in which we, um, life just seems to be collapsed or truncated. Uh, the, the popular uh, apps now, the kids these days on TikTok, I mean, I think the average video is like eight seconds or something. Uh, to sit down and to watch live TV with commercials feels like doing your laundry by hand. <laughs> like, why would you do that? <laughs> and and it just with time, we can have groceries delivered to our doorstep or to our car, uh, the back seat of our car at a moment's notice, same day. We can have a package delivered within a few hours. And so we live in this time where there's an expectation that if there is a problem to be solved or there is some information we want to know, we can get it immediately. And the spiritual life has these moments in which we are gifted with God who splashes on the scene and announces, I am here and I am with you. And then there are times where it appears as if God is silent or absent. And the one way that we can kind of pull ourselves out of this temptation to, to rush time or to be impatient with God is to find ourselves located in a bigger story, something bigger than just ourselves. And so that's what's going on for the people of God. Isaiah is trying to paint the picture that, look, I'm going to do something new. And right now, the army and the battalion and the chariots they have overcome you, but there will come a point when everything, hear me on this, when everything that is battling against you will be extinguished. Just like this candle that was about to take over the altar here. Uh, I was like, Tony, blow it out. We're about to have like a New Year's celebration. And what we try to do here at Mercy Street is we don't give up before the miracle. And then at times we get to behold the miracle before our eyes. And in the in-between, we try to locate ourselves in a bigger story. There's a quote from Barbara Brown Taylor that I shared this week. I was reading one of her sermons on the life of Joseph in the book of Genesis. And if you know the life of Joseph, um, Sibling rivalry doesn't really begin to summarize it. He was the youngest of 12. You know, he got all the hand-me-down cloaks and clothes and sandals. His brothers sold him into slavery. He ended up in Egypt. He ended up getting accused of crimes that he did not commit. He was imprisoned. And what's interesting, she points out, in the story of Joseph, time and time again, you don't see the mention of God's name very often. And it takes years for the situation not to resolve itself, but it takes years of dusting off and looking for the fingerprints of God that Joseph, years down the road, is able to look his brothers in the eye and extend forgiveness the quote will be on the screen, uh, Everett, it's the quote by Barbara Brown Taylor. She says, sometimes the work of God's hand is so evident you can see it from a mile away. And sometimes you have to dust for fingerprints. 
Sometimes you can see the work of God from a mile away. And so as you take a couple of quiet moments later this evening or tomorrow and you look at this past year, there may be things that just jump right out at you. This was God. God sustained me in the middle of my addiction. God brought about new life as I faced this health challenge. God showed up and provided the job that's finally going to allow me to take care of the day-to-day needs. You can spot God's presence from a mile away. And then there are situations where as we look at our lives, it seems and it feels as if God is absent. And as the mystics taught us, sometimes God's absence is the greatest presence. We have to dust for fingerprints to see where God was in the midst of far too many doctor's appointments. We have to dust for fingerprints to see where God is in the midst of a career that took a left instead of a right and the ending of a relationship and the, and the challenges of your recovery. And so tonight what I want to pull out of this passage from Isaiah chapter 43 are a couple of things. Number one, God says to you and says to me, I have called you by name. That's the greater story in which you are located. Everett, will you put back up Isaiah 43, verses um, 1 through 3, please? This is going to be a beautiful cacophony of noise. But what I want us to do is to read this passage, but now says the Lord, the one who created you, insert your name here. Don't say that. Say your your name. You guys got it. The one who formed you, Mercy Street. Don't fear, for I have redeemed you. You got it? So it's going to be a little bit of a a cacophony, but we're going to hear everybody's name fill the room, and then we'll say together, uh, instead of Israel, Mercy Street. Let us read it together. But now says the Lord, the one who created you, Melissa, the one who formed you, Mercy Street, don't fear, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by name. You are mine. That is the story that we are located in. And some of us in that story find ourselves in chapter one. Some of you are stuck at the bottom of a page on a footnote. Others are in chapter 37. Some of you are choose your own adventures and you're wondering how this thing is going to (laughs) go. But this is the story that we are located in, is that God calls you by your name and loves you and says you are mine and for this year ahead at moments when you feel like you are lost to God or to yourself remember come back to this promise you are mine God says you are my beloved at the start of a new year I often hope for less challenges for myself or for those that I care about. But the reality is life is life. And so it says when you pass through and when you walk through the waters and the river and the fire. Not if, but when. When you face those challenges in the year ahead, 
Remember that you will not be overwhelmed. Remember that you will not be scorched. Remember that you will not be extinguished. (laughs) God says, don't keep an eye on ancient history. Look at the new thing that I am doing. You always know when I pause, I'm um, literally deleting an entire section of the sermon. (laughs) I enjoyed writing that part. It's not going to relate tonight. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) We get the gift of being together for 52 Saturdays every single year. And what we try to do in this service is we mark time of the past week. We mark time and sobriety and belly button birthdays of having people back in the room like Fran, who was bed bound and homebound for almost six months, for six months, almost exactly. But we also mark time by telling the story. And so I flipped back through on my calendar and looked at what were the stories that we talked about in this room on Saturday nights. What was this larger story that we were connected to? And we read together First John. We read from our mission statement and looked at the call stories. We talked about the Beatitudes. We read Nehemiah together because rebuilding is God's design. We read through the Gospel of John and Mark, 2 Corinthians. We looked at the Apostles' Creed. All of this is, friends, it is ways that we are coming back to grab a hold of. Our identity is God's beloved. To remember that when we face challenges, God will be with us. And that God is indeed doing something new. So, I brought some homework for us. Get excited. It's actually in classwork, so you can take it home with you. But um, if you'll put up, I, I came up with just a couple of questions. If you want some questions to kind of look back over this past year. Uh, it's the 2022 Reflections, Everett. Uh, you could take a picture with your phone um, if you'd like. These are different ways to, uh, to locate ourselves in this story of God and how we experience chapters of that story during the past year. The first question there says, I saw God's fingerprints during. There may be plenty of moments where you really could see God's presence from a mile away. But this process of reflecting is like taking a brush not as a crime scene detective to see what was taken away, but this cosmic brush of spiritual reflection to see where God's presence was hidden. We couldn't see it, but God's cosmic hand was on your shoulder with you. And so in this first question, I saw God's fingerprints during, maybe it's a time where there was something new that was sprouting up in your life. Maybe it was a time where you walked through fire. You walked through a challenge, through a tribulation, through something that at various stages you thought, this is going to overwhelm me. Let me encourage you in reflecting and bringing this conversation to God through prayer through reflection to dust that moment and to bring God's presence into it and say, God, 
Show me where you were with me during that moment. The second is a question that I don't know if we ask ourselves enough. To look back over the past year and say, this was a moment when I felt courageous. Now, some of you in here may have faced a, a, a courageous moment that took some sort of like a physical response. If so, I'd like to talk to you afterwards in case I need any private security detail. Would love to, to know more. <laughs> Kidding. The courage that I'm talking about here, though, is a moment of courage to believe the truth rather than a lie. The courage to remain on a pathway of recovery. The courage to take a new path. The courage to join a church. A church. <laughs> and the courage to love someone, something. Can you locate that moment over this past year where you felt courageous? Where you took that step? And it felt like there was no way. You only knew step number one. But you could hear God saying, I will be with you when you walk through this. I will be with you when you enter into this moment and this courage. For I am your strength. The last one is uh, it's kind of a hybrid question. What is it you want to bring into the new year? During Advent, we lit the candles of hope and love and joy and peace. How, do you, how did you experience maybe one or all four of those things? Now, I'm going to take a risk and say, pull out your phones. Or those that are already on your phone checking the score of the football game, close that down for just a moment. <laughs> Go to uh, wherever you store your pictures on your phone. If you don't have your phone with you, or uh, go back later. But open up your pictures and see if you can find January of 2022. Uh, if you're like me, my pictures are not organized at all. There's a form of prayer called Visio Divina, which is to see through the eyes of the divine. I want us to take just a moment as you look through your pictures from this past year. Is there one picture in particular that you say, you know what, this was a moment that I experienced peace or joy or hope, which had been so quiet, the volume got turned up to 11. Or maybe a time where you experienced love, that someone saw you for who you are. My guess is your pictures like mine, there are moments that I come across as I'm looking through the pictures where I, I don't always take, we don't always take pictures of, of hard moments, <laughs> but there are people who have passed away. There are quotes a lot of times that I will pull off Facebook and take a screenshot of and As you look through and remember this past year, 
maybe God's invitation to you as we start a new one is to move that picture from early in 2022 and go ahead and screenshot it and put it for tomorrow, January 1st, 2023, and to put that in your pocket as a reminder of God's provision of where you received hope or joy or love or peace as a gift to yourself or to someone else. For God says to us at the end of the year, I am the Lord, your God, your Holy One, your king, your ruler. I'm the one who makes a way when there seems to be no way. Don't dwell. Don't find yourself stuck in the ancient past. Some of us are not only stuck in 2022, but we're stuck in 1973. (laughs) Not in your fashion. (laughs) And something you've just been holding on to for far too long. God says tonight, dust it. Look for my fingerprints within that moment. Locate it within the larger story that I've called you by name, I've redeemed you. And as we mark time tonight, maybe just set it down and pick up this gift of God's presence. God says, look, open your eyes. I'm doing a new thing. It sprouts up. Don't you recognize it? I am making a way in the desert. I will always make a way in the wilderness. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen.